Welcome to Stop Wanting Him Back and Find Someone Better, where I talk about my personal and my group coaching clients' experiences of healing our hearts, authentically falling in love with ourselves, and yes, finding someone better. I'm Claire the Heartbreak Coach. Let's take your love life and entire life to the next level. Hi, my loves. We are at episode 70. How committed are you? How committed are you to stopping wanting Mr. or Miss Wrong back? And maybe you have stopped wanting that person back, but how committed are you to stopping the anger that feels out of your control towards that person or the bitterness? Or how committed are you to letting go of the fear of recreating another scenario where you're heartbroken and devastated and feel abandoned and rejected or duped again? How committed are you to creating the right kind of love for you? I'm inspired to do this topic because I realized last week, July 1st, we are exactly halfway through 2020. What? I know, it's crazy. And I know it's a thought, but I think it's pretty safe to say that we're all on the same page that 2020 has been a little bit of a shit show. (laughs) I know for me, I've been really transparent with you guys that I have been struggling the last couple of months. You can follow me at Claire the Heartbreak Coach on my Instagram page where I've really just been going through a dark period. I I do feel like I'm clear on it now and coming out of it now. And what I have realized is something that my coach Stacy warned me about, which was living in the fear of waiting for the next shoe to drop. And she set the intention for me. She suggested my goal for me this year. And I know I've mentioned this in previous episodes, but friendly reminder or new information for a new listener This year was all about just being in my new relationship. I met my boyfriend last September and we fell madly in love pretty quickly. I had not been in love for nine years since my rock bottom relationship. I got my heart broken a couple of times throughout my 30s. I'm now 39, but my rock bottom relationship, check out episode five, my heartbreak story. We'll link that into the show notes. That was when I was 30 years old and it was the worst time of my life. And it really catapulted me onto a soul searching journey that I never knew was going to land me literally geographically here in Santa Barbara. I moved here because this is where my boyfriend lives and never in a million years ever thought that I would be doing what I now do, being a heartbreak coach. And it is for sure the deepest calling in my soul to do this job that I didn't even know existed, but I had always identified as an actress since I came out of the womb. But doing this deeper soul-searching journey and being on this quest to heal and thrive and fall in love with me and ultimately create my ideal partnership just inspired me on a whole nother level to serve and show all of you how it's done and not just show you how it's done, but also 
inspire you to know that it's 1000% possible. For those of you who are listening, who are in the thick of your pain and don't know which way is up and it takes everything out of you to just get out of bed and put two feet on the floor. I even think about how it would be so hard to just push the the button to let the Keurig coffee come out. (laughs) It was just, everything felt so hard. A shower was an accomplishment. So if you showered today in the thick of your pain, if you made yourself eat a nourishing breakfast, got something into your system, if you sat down and you meditated for five minutes, if you let yourself have a really good cry, then you should celebrate that. And for those of you who couldn't get up and you're just listening to the podcast and you're in bed and you just feel like today, I cannot honor that as well. I think celebrate that as well. Look, if you're bedridden for a month after your heartbreak and can't function, then I would highly recommend that you seek out help. But we have to let our bodies grieve. And sometimes we're up and at them and we're in, you know, mode of, uh, what is, what is I'm trying to say? Like damage control, right? Like I got to take care of shit. I've got to do my job. I've got to still keep my place clean. I've got to keep my body fit, whatever it is. Like, let me do, 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 and not really deal with the pain. And then maybe six months later, all of a sudden you're crippled with so much pain, right? Everybody has her own process and her own timeline and her own mode of dealing. I am a huge proponent of facing your pain head on, dealing with the pain head on because it will come out in other ways. I'm even seeing with a few of my clients now that that stuff is really coming up around their relationship with their parents and the anger that they hold towards them, the bitterness that they have towards them, the expectations that they have towards them as their parents, right? Because we naturally think parents should be emotionally available, emotionally sensitive, supportive, loving, affectionate, generous, kind, patient. But not a lot of our parents do that. I love my parents madly. They've been so supportive of me over the years, but we're also very different people in a lot of ways. And so I really shifted my expectations of who I needed them to be. And as a result, our relationship is the best that it's ever been, to be quite honest. And I know that not everybody can have the best relationship with their parents or their loved ones. But my point in sharing all of this is that the work comes from you. We are not looking to change the other person. We are looking to change ourselves. We are looking to heal ourselves. We are looking to shift our thinking. And because we're halfway through the year, and I'm just going to go out on a limb and assume that a lot of you listening have, like me, kind of derailed on what you want to create in your life, whether that's healing, whether that's stopping wanting that person back, whether that's creating love. I know for me that a lot of my darkness has been in my inability to do what Stacey asked me to do, which was to just love what is my favorite Byron Katie book, Loving What Is, be in the relationship, be in this thriving business and enjoy it. And instead, I've just hit this wall. Brooke Castillo talks about this in her podcast called The Life Coach School. And she has an episode called The Capacity to Have. And she even talks about herself. And I shared this in a couple of episodes ago, a couple of episodes ago, that doesn't sound right, but you know what I mean? I shared this in my episode called Heartbreak in your ideal relationship. 
So I got some flack about talking so much about being with the man of my dreams and I met the love of my life and it's so amazing and I need to take my my level 10 to a five and be sensitive to those who are heartbroken who are listening. But I explained in a recent episode that my job isn't to tiptoe around and take care of everybody's feelings listening to this podcast. My job is to show you how to heal and show you what's possible with your brain. And I am an example of what's possible and And I literally have four of my clients right now moving through what I'm moving through because they came to me as wounded, heartbroken birds. And now they are in unbelievable relationships and they're freaking out a little bit about how to be with someone who loves them unconditionally and accepts them exactly who they are and has vulnerable conversations with them where they feel safe emotionally and they laugh and they have great chemistry and they're consistent and they show up and they're honest and they're loyal and they're committed and they want the same things that that my clients want. It's freaky when this shit happens. It's freaky for me who went from living a feast or famine lifestyle as an actress to now be running a multiple six-figure business. It freaks my brain the fuck out, and it is normal. And Brooke talks about this in her episode, The Capacity to Have. She too freaked out when she met her now husband. She's been with him for many, many years. They have grown kids in college. But when she first met him, she was like, what? I don't know what to do with this unconditional love. And that has been a recent struggle for me as I up-level my life and, you know, I'm with someone who I'm so crazy about on all the levels and treats me with so much kindness and respect and is just there and is a solid human. And when I'm flawed, he's still there. And when, when my flaws are revealed, I'm like, oh, this is where he's going to leave. And, you know, I shared in that last episode, uh, heartbreak in your ideal relationship that is very vulnerable for me to share this with you guys. But I think it's so important that I share this with you guys, which is why the coaching work never stops. My work is to acclimate to the having. I've been excellent at creating the thing that I wanted. I created a very successful business doing something I love more than acting. I created an ideal partner and I created moving to Santa Barbara, which was never something that I ever thought about. It was always New York or LA because acting was my top priority. And then even when I transitioned into becoming a life coach, LA is such a mecca for self-help. And I created such a huge, amazing, full life with friends who are like family. I never thought about leaving LA, but actually I do love Santa Barbara more as a place for me to call home because the older I get, the more quiet I crave. So I really created, and, and I'm in an apartment that looks at the ocean, like really and truly I created all these things. And I know some of you are listening and saying, oh, poor Claire, she's struggling with this dream life and this dream man and this dream job. It must be so hard, wah, wah. But if you are struggling right now, and you want to create a dream life, a dream partner, a dream business, a dream home, a dream place to live, a dream city, you will have these problems too. <laughs> and are they the best kind of problems to have? Absolutely. I would much rather be where I am now in my ideal relationship and freaking out and coaching myself on the having and the enjoying and making this life that I've created for myself my new normal without freaking the fuck out. That is my work. And some of you listening might be nodding your heads because you're starting this new relationship and you're freaking the fuck out. And you're like, how do I just like trust that this is all going to work out for my greater good? 
But guess what? Even if my relationship falls apart, even if my business crumbled down, it would be for my greater good because I would choose to believe it would be for my greater good. It would fucking kill me. (laughs) And then, hello, I'm a heartbreak coach. So if you left me tomorrow, I would be devastated, but I would do the fucking work. And then I would be like, okay, so then there's obviously someone even better than him, which I can't even imagine right now. And if my business fell to shit, okay, well, then there's got to be a bigger and better business out there that serves people in a bigger and better way. It just, it's like, how is this serving me? How is this working for my greater good will always land me on my feet. Now, I think I'm living my best life and I'm going to continue to work on owning that and loving that and enjoying that. But there's always a chance that things can fall to shit. Do I want to live my life waiting for that shoe to drop and looking for what isn't going to work and freak out? Or can I be like, I fucking created this and it's amazing. And my clients are killing it and going from heartbroken to heart spoken for. Yes, that's my cheesy little phrase, but I love it. So last week when I realized, holy shit, I'm halfway through the year, I decided to recommit to who December 2020 Claire is going to be. So she has a very specific business goal and she has just reached a point in her relationship where she's just solid and owning, like not at all thinking about a shoe dropping. She's just like, this is my man. This is our relationship. We are thriving. It's amazing. And we're just living this very fabulous full life and my business as well. It's like, I have the things December 2020 Claire is solid in the things. December 2020 Claire is so appreciative and wakes up every day saying, pinch me, this is fucking amazing. And appreciating what she has instead of worrying about how it's all gonna fall to shit. And when you worry about shit falling to shit all the time, things come up. Things don't go the way you would ideally like them to, right? But when you're just enjoying and loving and appreciating and being in the having, more comes. And sometimes we don't know in what form that is or what that all looks like. But I'm also not coaching myself to appreciate in the having so that I can quote unquote, get more. It's literally just for the sole purpose of enjoying what I've created. So when you think about the December 2020 version of you, what is the result that you've created? Do you have your ideal partner? You 100% could create your ideal partner in the next six months. You need to think thoughts that are in alignment with that result. Now, I get messages all the time. Hey, what's your advice on finding love? Because I've been doing the work for the last year and I still haven't found him or her. And I always kind of chuckle to myself because I, as I mentioned, I'm 39. I really embarked on my self-help journey at 28. So it's been 11 years where I've been exploring yoga, meditation, Reiki, cupping, acupuncture, all the self-help books, different therapists, finally found an amazing therapist. I feel like I'm missing like a list of things. Tapping. I just did emotional freedom technique. I just did a, an amazing session with a woman named Lena George. She's LA based. I highly recommend if you're interested in doing some energy work, especially right now, if you can't do cupping or acupuncture, obviously because of the pandemic, the emotional freedom technique, EFT, look it up. It's a very powerful 
healing modality. And uh, it will, it made me just let a river of tears come out that needed to come out. So I just have tried everything and I'm telling myself I'm doing the work. So why is it not working? So the first problem with that is that you're thinking it's not working because the love of your life didn't appear, or you're thinking it's not working because you're still heartbroken. But what if you believed the work was working even without your dream person here? What if you believed the work was working even if you're still missing your unavailable ex? When I actually have a client right now who's recommitting to losing weight. I am not a weight loss coach. I am her relationship coach. However, she really wants to heal the relationship with herself. And part of that will be to lose some weight that she has gained. And she quit drinking. She has started running again. She has eliminated most of the sugar and the flour in her diet. And it had been eight days. And she said, I stepped on the scale and I didn't lose any weight. So I said to her, oh, so you think that despite having done all those things because you stepped on the scale, your brain is saying, this isn't working. But you guys all listening know that it is working, right? You know that if she keeps doing what she's doing, the weight will come off. Now, with regards to someone who's saying, I've been doing the work for a year and I still still haven't found my person, my automatic thought is, oh, you're just not getting coached properly. Because yes, like in that example, right? I don't want to be, I want to be as clear as possible here. And the example of the weight loss, it's like science shows us that when you cut out sugar, flour, alcohol, and you increase exercise and you're eating the healthy things, like you are going to lose the weight, right? However, if you were saying to yourself, I've been doing the work, I don't know what that means because I, I, I like work could be, I'm in therapy. And I, I look, all those things that I listed off, I think are amazing healing modalities. Do I think coaching is the best? Absolutely. Cause I'm drinking my own Kool-Aid, but I still practice yoga. I still meditate. I am doing the tapping currently. I love cupping. I love acupuncture. I love all of those things. I just know that coaching is what created my dream life. <laughs> and now coaching is going to be what's going to create me enjoying in the having of it all. But I'm just thinking of this one girl's particular message of, you know, any advice because I've been doing the work. My automatic response is you're not thinking the right thoughts to create the right result. And I would also add to that, and maybe she's been saying I've been doing the work for a year. So maybe she's been committed, but she's probably been committed to the wrong thoughts. But I think it's twofold. I think it's really figuring out what are the right thoughts to create your ideal result. And it's going to be different for each of you individually. And then it's also about being so committed. So now what I'm doing with my clients is asking them, we're, we're hitting the refresh button because a lot of my clients, it's been a shit show for them with the pandemic and moving through heartbreak or attempting to find love and obvious other stressors that are happening during this crazy time that we're living in, as well as the Black Lives Matter movement that has greatly impacted a lot of my clients and I know has impacted me. And it's been hard and challenging and humbling and brings up a lot of shame. Again, I hope you guys listen to my episode with my best friend, Aisha Kabia. We did an episode called 
heartbreak for Black lives, where we have a really raw, honest conversation about her experience as a Black woman in this country and how in the 11 years of our closeness, three years of which we lived together, I never once really addressed what it was like for her. And I know I purposefully avoided it because of my own discomfort, because I couldn't understand it. And what would I be able to say to her? And I didn't want to believe that it was hard for her because that would have selfishly hurt me. So I brought all of that up and I wrote an, a Poosh article about it too, Courtney Kardashian's Poosh.com. They had me write an article about this conversation with Aisha. And that really just took a lot out of me. And I'm glad it did. It was supposed to. And if the Black Lives Matter movement hasn't impacted you because maybe you don't have a Black loved one or any BIPOC loved one in your life, uh, I highly encourage you to read it anyway. Read my article anyway. We'll link it up or listen to that episode anyway. Um, So it's just been a heavy, challenging time for so many of us. And I think that a lot of good has also come out of it. But naturally, when it's a heavy, challenging time, it's easy to lose the focus of the of the dream life that we want to create, the results that we want to create. And so now that's what I'm getting clear on with my clients because look, we're always I always find coaches are attracting clients for a reason. You know, I find it very interesting that four of my clients are in new relationships and they're freaking out. <laughs> And I'm, you know, in a nine month relationship. And I think once I landed in Santa Barbara and it just became that much more real of like, oh, I literally just moved here for him. I have no friends up here, no life up here outside of him. And, you know, at this point in time, it's quite a challenge to create a social life, which I have every intention to do separately from him because I'm an independent woman and I make friends wherever I go. But obviously during this time, it's just not really going to be happening. I can't really immerse myself into yoga communities and places like that at this point in time. And I'm also super independent and I have a really full business and plenty to do. But I also know that I it, it hit me like a ton of bricks of like how real this is and my brain not really buying it. And, and then of course I'm attracting clients who are thinking the same and then they freak out and react out of what is happening outside of them instead of really going inward and not losing sight of the ultimate goal that they want to create. I was doing this too. And that's what I love about it being halfway through the year and recommitting to that future version. And I'm requiring my clients and myself, we have set up and created a very specific morning practice for them and for me. And some of you listening, including my clients, one client said, I love this idea, but can I tell you my drama around it? <laughs> That's what's the, what I love so much about my clients is how real they are. They want, they want the change, but resistance always comes with the change and we have to acknowledge the resistance in order to move through it so that we can create the change that we ultimately want. But a lot of people have drama around the morning practice because they're not morning people or they have work to get to and they need their sleep or they're not sleeping well because X, Y, and Z is happening. It's so hot in their apartments and their air conditioning isn't working or their dog is keeping them up. We have all the excuses to avoid starting off the day without focusing our minds on who we want to be six months from now. And then what happens? We hit October 
And it's like, oh, I'm nowhere near what I wanted to create. Well, you weren't thinking about being the future version of you. You weren't dropping into who that woman is, the thoughts that she would think, the actions that she would take. One of the things I did with a client this week on the phone is that we we're really calling in her ideal person. And we got so clear on who he is, all the qualities. And I was like, so what would you think if he, if he was here? And we came up with lots of thoughts and created a whole beautiful story. And I'm like, so how does it feel when you think all these thoughts that were very unique and specific to my client that would really light her up? And she said, oh, I feel it in my head. And I found that so interesting. I was like, feel it in your head. Well, your head is where you think, right? But I know this about her and she knows this about her, which is why she hired me. And again, we attract the clients that we're most like, because I'm very similar. She said, well, you know my head, it goes a hundred miles an hour. She could only be in the thinking about having him. She couldn't drop into the feeling. And so I ran a whole exercise with her to drop into her body as this woman in her ideal relationship. Suddenly she was feeling the butterflies. Her heart started to race in a really exciting way. That is what raising your vibration means. Feeling like the woman who is in love and committing to her every fucking day until that ideal partner arrives. Instead of saying, he's not here, he's not here. Where is he? Where is he? Ugh, I went on this shitty date. Ugh, that guy on Bumble unmatched me. Ugh, that guy on Hinge was so disrespectful. How committed are you to focusing on what you want every single day and expanding your brain every single day on thoughts that you would think if that person was here? Thoughts that you would think if you really wash that man right out of your hair. Thoughts that you would think if you weren't holding on to bitter anger towards your ex that you were carrying into creating the space for the right partner to enter. Maybe it is. How committed are you to healing your relationship with your mom or dad? Because that unhealed relationship in your heart might be the block towards letting that right person in. That's what come that that's what has come up for three of my clients this week. I think I said two earlier. It's actually three. And we don't commit to healing the relationship to approve of what the other person did. Your parents might've done fucked up shit. Your ex might've done fucked up shit. Do you want to commit to healing it and letting it go and being that woman who doesn't carry that story with her so that she can go and create her dream life? How committed are you? Or do you wake up and just let this heaviness fall over you? And when you think about that person, you fantasize about your revenge on them, or you fantasize about shoving it to them where the sun don't shine, or you fantasize of a future conversation of how you're going to stick it to them the next time that you see them. Are you committed to that story? And how is that working for you? Are you committed to being that December 2020 version of you and waking up every morning and having a very specific practice on how you're going to commit to being the future version of you? And you will derail. I'm being completely transparent with you guys. 
I have derailed for the last six weeks. And now I'm onwards and upwards and committing to my morning practice and committing to the future version of me in December and the thoughts that she would think and the way that she would show up for her business and the way that she would show up in taking care of herself and the way that she would show up in her relationship and the way that she would show up in her schedule and her time management, the way that she would show up in delivering value, the way that she would show up in speaking to you guys on this podcast in appreciation and owning her value and owning her worth and focusing on the people who do love and appreciate me instead of on the people who listen and hate. Because I know I've been sharing a lot about how I've been triggered by rude messages to me (laughs) about my work, but I know the future version of me wouldn't let those people get to me. I'm all about creating a lesson from any kind of constructive feedback or non-constructive feedback. I love being able to be inspired by criticism so that I can be a better coach, not just to my clients, but to you guys on this podcast. So I can use that constructive feedback and make myself a better coach and teach you guys a bigger lesson. But I also don't want to take that feedback and let it weigh heavily on my heart. And I did let myself do that because I was just slipping back into believing in the things that don't work and how life is hard and how it isn't in the cards for me to be this like continued, solid, consistent, successful coach and successful in love human. And we get why. I've shared this with you guys a million times. I'm 39. For the first 37 years of my life, everything was all about how it's in the cards for everybody else. Everybody else had a more successful acting career. Everybody else had more money than me. Everybody else had a better body than me. Everybody else was settling down and getting married and having kids. It was in the cards for everyone else. And my Irish Catholic upbringing was all about applauding everybody else from the sidelines and cheering them on and being really happy for them. And I think that that's a beautiful thing, but I also know that I I cheered so many people on more than I was allowing myself to cheer myself on. I was more committed to supporting others' growth and celebrations and accomplishments than I was my own. And so this is still a work in progress for me because this is like a new brain forming in my head to being that woman. So again, it could be your commitment to healing over someone. It could be your commitment to creating the right love. It could be your commitment to enjoying what you have. Brooke also talks about in this episode, the capacity to have Find it again on the Life Coach School podcast. I don't have the number, but um, if you even just Googled the capacity to have Brooke Castillo, I'm sure that episode would pop up. And she also just talks about the people who lose weight and they gain it back. They don't know how to be that person with the weight off. You also hear of stories of people who are broke as a joke and they win the lottery and ultimately end up filing for bankruptcy because your thoughts create your results. If their thoughts have always been in a lack mentality and all this money comes in, their thoughts didn't change. So ultimately that money will disappear. Your work is always within my loves. How committed are you to go inward and wake up every morning and to commit to the thoughts that you would think as that future whole healed, abundant in love version of yourself would be? How committed are you to her? How badly do you want it? And look, we all do it. This is why coaching and my coaching is offered for six months at a time. 
Because I know over the last six weeks, I would have been like, eh, I'll just blow off next week's, this week's session. Haven't really done the work, but I still show up on my coaching calls every week. And I even said in my mastermind group this past week, I know I've been hiding and I know some really dark thoughts have resurfaced and I know it's old trauma that's coming up because my brain really is struggling in the having of this dream life, which Stacy warned me of and it's fucking happening and it is deep and loud and visceral and raw and I'm moving through it and I finally understand what it is. If I hadn't signed up for the six months, I never would have had that conversation That's why you invest in six months of coaching at a time because you're gonna wanna quit. You're gonna wanna toss your hands up. Shit is gonna happen. I just had a client, one of her parents passed away, but she signed up to work with me on her love life. Obviously, we're gonna be coaching on the grieving and the loss, but she's still committed to getting back on the horse and committing to her love life and loving on herself and healing old wounds because that's what she signed up for. And that's what she knows she does want. That's the thing, you guys. When you think about that December 2020 version of you, and I did this in December 2019. I made it happen. I was a little off on my business goal. I decided I wanted to create love and I wanted to have a specific number in my business goal. And I was a little bit off, but Stacy, my coach had said, look, go for both. But when you go all in on two things, chances are you're not going to hit both goals. And I said, well, it's worth it to me to make less money if it means finding the love of my life. And that's what happened. So I know it's so possible when you commit and are still always thinking of that future version of you, but you really need to remember how badly you want it. Like if you really go to that place and drop into your body and visualize and imagine, which is part of the morning practice that I offer my clients, and you think about who she is and what she would think and how she would feel and go to those butterfly places and the heart beating faster place because it's so exciting, your result will come. But shit happens and we let shitty dudes on the apps derail us and we let the pandemic derail us. I have clients who have found love in this pandemic. Don't bullshit yourselves. Show up, believe in what's possible, decide you are going to commit even when it's really hard. And if you're not ready to do it, then just be real and honest with yourself. Nope, that feels too hard. Honestly, waking up in the morning and just getting through the day with this pandemic is all I can do right now. Then give yourself that grace. Give yourself that break and say, I'm actually not ready to commit to that future version of me. That is giving yourself the power. You know, that's something that I really learned from Stacy. When I get on a consultation call with a potential new client, I let her know, we're going to decide a clear yes or a clear no on the call on whether or not to move forward. My job on consultation calls is to have my client get so clear on her decision. Saying yes is neutral and saying no is neutral. You get to feel amazing about your yes, and you get to feel amazing about your no. If you're really clear and you feel really clean on your, on your reasoning, do I want everyone who I get on the phone with to sign up and work with me? Yes. But also sometimes I say no, 
I had a great laugh with a client this morning. She came to me in February. We only have two sessions left. She came to me devastatingly heartbroken. I told her all the things she would need to do in order to sign up with me. And she said, I'm too scared. I don't know if I can do it. And I said, well, give me a call when you think you know you can do it. And she said, oh my God, I'm more scared that you won't take me on as a client. And I said, I will not take your money if you're not willing to do the things that I see so clearly that you need to do. And it's gonna be fucking painful. But the goals on the other side of what you'd be willing to do is magic and like indescribable. And here she is totally falling for an amazing guy. And she's having a freak out about the capacity to have. I was like, you're right on track, sister. But she really wanted to be committed to the future version of her. And we created her ideal person. But it was easy for her to also get distracted by the pandemic. And she's also building a business. And she also has a regular job. There was a lot going on. But she knew... It was scary to say yes with me, but it was scarier for us to not move forward because she couldn't stand to continue being in the situation that she was in. And so that's my question to you. Hopefully, as you've been listening to this podcast episode, you are thinking where you want to be in December, six months from now. And Some of you might be thinking, oh, that just feels too hard. I don't know. That doesn't feel possible. I mean, I know your thoughts create your results, but I've been like trying thoughts and it just like doesn't really work for me. Or I just know myself and I know I don't have the discipline to get up every morning and really visualize that. Then get really real with yourself and say, I actually don't want it bad enough. I'm actually not that committed. And and then really understand why. Is it because you don't believe your thoughts create your results? That's interesting. I would have you just continue to (laughs) do the work on that. And there's just so many resources and so much information out there that proves that your thoughts do create your results. So I would highly encourage you to work with a coach who can show you that because I am living proof that this work really does work. And I'm in a world of coaches where I see them transforming their lives. And I work with a coach who went from two spoons literally two spoons and no furniture in her apartment three years ago. And she now has created a $4 million business. I would say actually five years ago, she had two spoons. I'm pretty sure. Anyway, whatever. $4 million in the last 12 months. And it was always because her thoughts created her results. And she works with an amazing coach who was teaching her how to do it. Are there actions that you need to take? Are there people you need to employ? Are there just bigger steps to take that she's doing that I have not yet done in my own business? Absolutely. But it all starts from your mindset. You have to believe that it's possible and you have to want it so badly. And you have to be willing to commit your brain to exploring and expanding into the future version of you every fucking day. And I think the morning is the best time to do it. My client who said, I love this idea, but can I share my drama around it? Was I'm not a morning person. Look, my coach is not a morning person and she created a $4 million business. I don't think that that can be your excuse as to why you wouldn't do this practice every single day. I highly recommend the morning because then you get it out of the way and you have set the intention for the day. But if you want to do it at night, if you want to do it in the middle of the day, just carve out the time for your intentional mindset to heal and create whatever you want. And if you want to get into the specifics of that and learn how to do that with me, 
There's information at the end of this episode on how you could apply for my six-month one-on-one coaching program. This work really works, but you have to want it, you have to believe in it, and you have to be ready to show up every day. And if you had those results at the end, would you be so glad that you committed? And so some of you listening might be thinking, well, what if I do commit and what if I do do it? I mean, this often happens on consultation calls with people who are deciding whether or not they want to work with me. They say, I'm just scared. I make this big investment of my time, my energy, and my money, and I don't create the result that I want. And I always say this, if you show up with me and you do the work, you will absolutely have the result that you want. I guarantee you. And would it be worth it to have invested the money to create these results? I have spent a lot of money on coaching and it 1000% is worth it. Even despite the drama that I've had in my brain with acclimating to the having. Brooke Castillo and Stacy tell me this is par for the course. I'm going to trust it. And if they went through that and I see where they are, I'm going to trust that I am right on track. And I am willing to get coached and to coach myself every day into becoming the woman who knows that this is now her normal. I don't even think I should call it my new normal. This is just who I am. A woman thriving in her business, continuing to double her business every year. And just be so solid in her lifelong partnership and just loving life and appreciating it and just really reveling in what she has instead of worrying that it's all going to go away or believing that I don't deserve it. That's what those old, ugly thoughts were. I shared this on my episode, Heartbreak in Your Ideal Relationship. I uncovered in my committed thought work every day in the thick of the pain. I didn't even try to transform those thoughts because they were so dark and so loud and felt so real and so true and so raw. But I was like, what is going on? What is really going on in my brain? And one of the truths that I revealed that revealed themselves to me from me was I didn't think I deserved my partner, that he was too good for me. And that's just not a thought I want my brain to believe or have anymore, but it it showed up. And yes, I had a moment of, oh my God, we're here again, Claire. And I wanted to beat myself up. And I was like, oh my God, or I could love this broken younger woman inside of me that still needs love and compassion and kindness and patience. So you're listening to my personal experience and how I want to create just being solid in where I'm at, but also I have continued healing. And if any of you listening who have been through trauma, shit will unexpectedly come up and it will usually come up when you start creating what you want. You think you've done the healing. And especially for me, when I was alone for majority of my thirties, that was safe for me. And yeah, I got my heart broken a couple of times in shorter stint relationships Or I decided I just wasn't into that person, but it was safer for me to be out of it. And I know it's different in this relationship. I would not have moved here pretty relatively quickly in our relationship if I didn't 100% know in my bones that this is a different man and that our love is 
very different than anything I've ever experienced in my life. And so my job is to carve out space for compassion and patience and kindness and love to me when my brain wants to go there and also commit into the having and the owning and the loving and really ultimately thinking thoughts like, of course, I've found him. Of course, we have this relationship. Of course, I'm here. Of course, Santa Barbara is my home. Of course, I'm doubling my business this year. Instead of, oh my God, what if it all falls to shit? Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. But it's my job every day, every morning to wake up and think about December 2020, Claire, and commit because I want to be that woman way more than I want to just flail and let my, whatever I want to call it, what is it that's this like gremlin in my brain rear its ugly head and have it all fall to shit because your thoughts create your results. I could easily sabotage my business and my relationship if I don't get this shit into gear. And so I'm doing it now and it's not easy. And again, I am with you if you're eye rolling me and being like, oh, you poor thing with your dream life, dream man, dream business, dream home. But it's real. And I am telling you that shit will come up for you and they will be amazing problems to have. How badly do you want to commit to the December 2020 version of you so that your next level of work will be what mine is, which is to be in the having, which will not be as easy as what you think. And I had a laugh about it with my mastermind yesterday because I really thought Stacy gave me an easy goal <laughs> this year, just being in the having. And I was like, oh, I can do that. And it was working for a minute. But when I moved, it was just this subconscious next level of me freaking out that I didn't anticipate. And so it is. And so I rise to the occasion. I also let myself grieve. I do the emotional freedom technique sessions and just really let my body grieve and shed that next layer of the trauma and keep rising to the occasion and appreciating my very supportive partner who meets me where I'm at and understands my whole journey and my whole complex brain and just love and appreciate that and focus on that. What is it that you need to love and appreciate and focus on? Are you really committed to doing it? Can you own if you're not committed to doing it right now? And can you own if you are, and if you are committed, are you willing to wake up every morning and commit to a practice to become that future version of you and ask yourself throughout the day, well, what would December, 2020 Jane think, say, and do about this? Think, feel, and do about this. You got your work cut out for you, my loves. It's worth it. It works. And I want it for you. I want it so badly for you. I want you to have my problems of freaking out about having it (laughs) so that we can continue that next level of work too. It never stops if you want to keep expanding in love and in abundance and in success. You are so worthy and deserving of having it. And most importantly, capable of creating it and capable of keeping it. So much love, my loves. Until next time, bye. My love, are you ready to stop wanting him back and find someone better? Then head on over to clairetheheartbreakcoach.com and sign up for my one-year group coaching program. 
I can't wait to put a stop to your broken heart and get a start on your happily ever after. Happily ever after.